Section two of the Maxims of Methuselah. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schempf. The Maxims of Methuselah by Jellet Burgess. Chapter three. Beware the wiles of women and curb thy vanity for by that door she entereth in to destroy thee out of the words of thy mouth shall she bring thee low i have watched her at her work in the cosy corner when she said lo for an hour i have made him to talk of himself till he thinketh he is the best ever now will i fall upon him and devour him he shall do my bidding for i have gotten him going he shall tell me his inmost thought and all that my rival hath said concerning me in my sleeve shall be heard the tinkling of silvery laughter he shall send me flowers precious confections and gloves and pins of fine gold theatre tickets and much cab fare her ways are ways of pleasantness she considereth man as a child she feedeth man's pride and nourisheth it and he groweth fat his chest protrudeth yet a silent man affrighteth her yea she is astonished at him she stumbleth and falleth down there is no way to work him i knew a man who lived in the city of enoch and he married a wife she was a shrew she complained much yet did he subdue her she railed continually with grievous plaints saying behold thou hast come in late and i am lonely long have i awaited thee and he said yesum so was her tongue broken against him and there was peace in his house my son obey the law and observe prudence when thou invitest a maid take her chaperone also that thou mayest flirt with her unafraid if thou hast called on her three thursdays take heed and avoid the fourth make thy call tuesday lest she thinketh she knoweth all thy ways bore her not with regularity let her expect thee alway let her not say unto her sister lo i have him on the string hast thou given the first kiss to a maiden write her speedily on the morrow before she giveth thee fierce words assure her and comfort her woe let her remorse be abated give unto her an excuse for her conduct lest she say lo i have spent the night in tears thinking on my shame sleep would not come nigh unto me i marvelled what thou shouldst think of me my sorrow is great because of my indiscretion chapter four yea as fascinating as a luth tooth is a secret to a young maid for she knoweth not whether to spit it out or keep it safe yet she cannot forget it catnip pleaseth the kitten and the reading of her palm rejoices the damsel even as one who fitteth a douce costume to a debutante so is he who clotheth a woman's vanity with pleasant prophecies she goeth to the sorcerer and the fortune-teller and she returneth with a marvel alway yea though she believeth not yet doth she believe and her lips are filled with wonders 
behold a damsel said unto me how well thou understandest me yet i knew not what she spake for she ended not her sentences but i held my tongue and forbore questioning therefore i was clad in wisdom he who spelleth ice-cream upon her front breath shall be forgiven but whoso mentioneth her last night's indiscretion shall be despised better are two left-hand gloves than a man in the moonlight with the wrong woman and a maiden alone by the seashore is as a hat without a hat-pin she breedeth wild thoughts as a cushion which sheddeth its feathers as a molting dog which leapeth upon thee so is a woman who saith continually why desirest thou to kiss me to be two years a widow exceedeth a college education and a woman without brothers hath a hard time a teasing woman is as a squeaking shoe or as when one walketh on spilt sugar a wise maiden scenteth trouble afar and avoideth a scene but the foolish damsel exclaimeth don't a good woman would rather be the mother of a genius than the wife of a hero not by their strength do men prevail over women to have their way but by obstinacy and persistency for any man in time can win any woman it is not it is not saith the maiden but when he is gone his way she hurrieth to the mirror and rejoiceth at her beauty mark the woman in love how she beginneth a series of revelations yea though she be innocent of guile yet doth she not hide her good points from him she dresseth in a masquerade costume to her advantage she sheweth her ankle he surpriseth her in a fair morning gown and her negligee is not without peril she weareth the thin shirtwaist that sheweth pink ribbons beneath its folds she inviteth him to bathe at the seashore but when she appeareth with her hair braided when its plates fall down her back when the blue ribbon binds it then is her time come and danger is at hand end of section two